Hey, it is so nice to be here this morning with you guys. Um, I'm just really thrilled that we can be here and that I can come and share with you. And my boy, Zach, he's going to be on a big high. It was really nice that they let him play the little tambourine there as one of the drummer boys. He was really sad because he had a little kindy performance that he was supposed to do today. And I said to him, well, maybe, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to do something. So he'll be thrilled about that. So that's really special for him. Um, well, as Pastor Don said, I can't believe that it's only five days till Christmas. That is so close and so exciting. I love Christmas time and, you know, it's just a really special time, isn't it, where we just celebrate and reflect on Jesus coming to earth. And anyway, um, I'm going to share a word with you this morning that I hope is going to be a blessing to you. And I've titled the message, Uncomfortable. And um, just the word uncomfortable makes me a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm a bit of a creature of comfort. I love being comfortable. And I actually have this black hoodie that I, I left in the car. I was going to bring it up on stage that I, I put on during winter time and I, every morning when I get up and every afternoon when I get home, I put this hoodie on and I feel just, just comfortable. You know, it's my comfy top. And if you were to come over randomly, you'd see me in that hoodie during winter, obviously not during summer. Um, and that's, you know, it's just what I like. I like routine. I love routine, like as an understatement. I love doing the same thing day in, day out, week in, week out. Um, I'm a bit of a walker, and so I go for a walk every day with my kids or with one of them nowadays because it's a bit heavy with two. And I do the same block. You know, I walk around the same block every single time, basically. Every now and then I deviate, but usually because I have to, not because I've chosen to. And, you know, I'm just, I'm that kind of person. I like the same things. I'm not a big traveler. I'm quite happy to be at home. I like my home comforts. So Sam asked me um, whether I wanted to come up on Friday and stay in Fononaki, and I wasn't really that keen, (laughs) because I just like, you know, everything to be the same. Um, But anyway, we did it, and it was good. And so, you know, it's funny that God should put me with a guy who is the opposite. He loves doing new things all the time. He always wants some new project to be working on. He wants to explore new areas, go to new places, do something different. He thrives on change. He'd like to be the cause of change if possible. And, you know, if you know Sam, or as you get to know him, you'll know that this is true. And so, you know, God put me with him. And I think... Just to be annoying. (laughs) A bit too close. So he wants to change it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not so poppy. Okay. Is that better? All right. Um, Yeah, and you know, it's funny, isn't it, how God puts opposites together? I don't know about you guys, but I find a lot of couples, you guys might find it, I don't know, you're opposites, you know, and you like different things. And (laughs) exactly, exactly. And God puts us together. And I guess it's because he can see that if we can harness our strengths and weaknesses together, we'll be a really strong unit. But you do have to be able to work together. Um, We've all heard of the term comfort zone, but I wonder if you've heard of the dictionary definition for that term. Comfort zone means a situation where one feels safe or at ease. It's a settled method of working that requires little effort and yields only barely acceptable results. When I saw that definition, I was really surprised, especially about the part that says and yields only barely acceptable results. And me being a person of incredible comfort and very much loving my comfort zone, I don't want to be a person that yields only barely acceptable results. So I was really challenged to break free of my comfort zone, that I need to do that so that I can live a life that yields good results for God. You know, I want to make a difference. I don't want to live my life like that. 
there's a saying that goes like this. It says, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And so this morning, that's what I want to look at a little bit. I want to challenge us all to get a bit uncomfortable in life. And don't worry, it's not too bad coming from a girl who loves her comfort very much. But, you know, even those of us that thrive on change, I think there's all areas in our lives where we can step up and step out and get a bit uncomfortable for God. And it might be a bit uncomfortable, but it's also exciting. It's a bit of adrenaline rush at times as we step into that faith zone with God at our side. Let's just pray. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for this awesome church and these great people. And God, we thank you for the season of Christmas. And we just pray that you'd be with us this morning, Lord, that your presence would be with us. You'd speak to each one of us as we go in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to turn with me in your Bible to Mark 5, and there's an intriguing story there, and for many of you, it's a familiar one. And so I just want to summarize it a little bit, and then I want to pick up a couple of verses. So Jesus and his disciples have crossed the Sea of Galilee, and they've come to a town of the Gerardines. And as they get out of the boat, they encounter a man who's full of many, many demons. He's crazy. He lives in the hills, and Jesus sets him free. And the demons, as he's setting this man free, the demons ask to, be go, to go into the herd of pigs. And so he sends the demons to the herd of pigs, and the pigs rush into the water, and they drown. There's about 2,000 pigs in this herd, so it's quite big. Um, and let's pick it up. and find. The, so the people of the Gerardines hear about this, and they come rushing to the scene. So let's pick it up in Mark chapter 5, verse 15 to 17, where we find their reaction. It says... When they came to Jesus, they saw a man who'd been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who'd seen it had told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told them about the pigs as well, and the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. I wonder if we'd gone to that town a couple of weeks earlier, whether we might have just found a peaceful little community, quite happy with their town, quite happy with the crazy local in the hills, just happy with how life is going. But all of a sudden, Jesus turns up, and he comes to visit them, and it turns out to be a pretty disturbing visit. And they're not too happy about this. What do they do? They beg him to leave, and they say, we don't want you here anymore. Please go. They're not too happy about what he's done. They're not too happy about their pigs drowning. He's changed their status quo. And, you know, it's easy to judge them and to sort of think, oh, what is your problem, you know? Why, why do you want Jesus to go? You're crazy for not wanting Jesus to come and set you free and deliver you and change your town. But, you know, before we judge them, sometimes we have to look a little bit at ourselves. And just before I go on to that, let me just say, the people of the Gerardines, what the story reveals about them is that they were concerned about money. Economic loss was their concern in the situation. They were more upset about their pigs drowning and the loss of however much money that was worth than having Jesus come. So that was their issue. But for us, we can have different things that that we find hard as well. When Jesus comes up and, and he causes some change, it can get a bit disturbing. And, and how do we take that? Do we look at change and see it as a positive? Or do we look at change and see it as a negative? For you guys here, you've already made a massive change. You know, you've, you've gone from being Crossroads Community Church to Church Unlimited Whangarei. And I imagine that that shift was a bit uncomfortable. 
There's got to be some discomfort in such a big change. Maybe it's still there, but you've, you've made that move. And I really respect Pastor Dawn and Penny for, for making that decision because it's a massive decision, but God was in it. And it's a big change and it can cause a bit of discomfort. Maybe like the Gerardines, money can be our issue. You know, it's uncomfortable having people challenge us to give and to tithe and part with our money for the kingdom. That can be a bit uncomfortable. Maybe you've been asked to take on more in this season. That can be uncomfortable. Or maybe someone's come and tapped you on the shoulder and said, hey, can you serve? Can you be a part of our team? Uncomfortable? Maybe. Rewarding? Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's a season, I believe, that more and more we all need to step up and to do our part. And I love that word that was brought forth this morning because it's been on my heart too that, that there's something on Whangarei and that God is on the move in this region, in this city. And I believe he actually wants to move right up the northern region, but it starts here. And so I think that never before, you know, it's time to reach out and do our part, reach out in love. Get involved, serve, let God allow, um, allow God to dictate how we spend and use our money. You know, because there's a song that's called This Is Our Time, or well, This Is My Time, I can't remember. And I believe that this is our time as a Church of New Zealand. It's our time to shine. It's our time to see people come into this place and get radically saved. It's our time to, to step up and influence. It's our time to stand out and to see revival come to this place, to this city and right across our nation. And you know, it's time to stop thinking that someone else will do it. Someone else doesn't exist, unfortunately. Someone else will go. Someone else will serve. Someone else will sing. Someone else will give. Someone else will do my part. You know what? We need to say, no, I put my hand up. I'm going to do my part. Count me in. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give. I'm going to go. Whatever it takes, let's get in this journey together because as we do, we're going to change this region. So this experience in the Gerardines wasn't the only time that Jesus made people uncomfortable. The fact of the matter is most of what Jesus did and said made people uncomfortable. He often corrected the errors of his enemies in a less than winsome manner, not to mention how many times he corrected his disciples. I'm just thinking of the time when he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You know, it's got to be a bit uncomfortable to hear. Jesus made the Pharisees uncomfortable by publicly correcting their false teachings. He called them wolves, offsprings of serpents, and many other unflattering names. He made people uncomfortable by driving out the money changers of the temple and declaring, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you've made it into a den of thieves. He made people uncomfortable by challenging them to give all to the poor and come follow me. He made the disciples uncomfortable by washing their feet. And he made others uncomfortable by the way he reached out in love to the outcasts, to the widows, to the poor, to the children, to the unlovables. Jesus demonstrated a life that had no comfort zone. And just imagine for a minute, living a life that has no comfort zone. That's what Jesus did. He did whatever his father told him to do. He did the complete will of God, even when it led him to the cross. It had to be pretty uncomfortable leaving his place by the Father in heaven, coming down to earth, being born in a stable, born in a manger, and living the life that he did. And he challenges us to leave our comfort zone and do the same. Luke 9 verse 23 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And it's not exactly a comfortable road. Can I have this glass of water? Oh, good. That's all right. 
John just said he spat in it. At our church, we have the same thing. And at Church Unlimited Auckland, we have the same glass, and I call it the holy water. This is going to help me to preach better. (laughs) Um, God is calling us to step out of our comfort zone for him. And do you know what? It's worth being a little uncomfortable here on earth for eternal comfort. You know, when we, what we do in this life, what we do here and now matters. It makes a difference to eternity. Everything we do, everything we say gets recorded, and we get rewarded for that. So if we can be just uncomfortable in this life, that's probably going to equal a lot more comfort in heaven, in eternity, which lasts forever. You know, I feel challenged in my own life to get a bit uncomfortable that God's saying, hey, I want you to get more uncomfortable on your knees. Stop being busy all the time and running around and, and doing this and that. Let's get a bit uncomfortable. I feel challenged to reach out and invite people to church and share my faith more because it matters. It makes a difference. That person that I bring in may be the one to get saved, and who knows what they go on to do. So to help us get out of our comfort zone, there are three things that I want to suggest. The first one is to overcome fear and increase in faith. Fear can hold us back in life. It can cripple us. You know, we all have fears, fear of the dark, fear of heights, fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, fear of being alone. And it could be any manner of things. But what does the Bible say about fear? 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of self-discipline. And faith is the answer to fear. Faith in Jesus. Faith and fear don't go together, and faith is described in Hebrews 11 verse 1 as um, being certain of what we do not see. You know, it's the absolute belief that God is working behind the scenes for our good, even if there's no tangible evidence to support that. And I like this statement, let your faith be bigger than your fears. Do you like that? Let your faith be bigger than your fears. Faith is something that God is calling us all to increase in. He's calling us to increase in it as a church, but also as individuals, because faith's going to get us across that comfort, um, that comfort zone. And so we need to be um, like the disciples that pray, Lord, increase my faith. Or maybe we're like that father in Mark 9, and Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes and He cried out to God and said, Lord, I believe, help me in my unbelief. Sometimes we can be like that, and that's okay. But let's make it a daily prayer that God will increase our faith. Secondly, we need to make a decision that we're going to say yes. Um, When opportunities come, we want to already have made that decision that the answer is yes. And our campus pastors in Kaitara are a great example of this. They, um, Pastor Paul and Sally Ann, <clears throat> many years ago, some, you probably won't have met them, I'm sure you will at some stage, many years ago, they felt a call to missions. And so they decided that when that call came, that they were going to go. Now, they did think it was going to be overseas, but when the call came to, and they got asked, would you go to Kaitaia, I was talking to Sally Ann about it, and she said, the answer was easy. I'd already made it. It was yes. And for Sally Ann, that was a big thing because she is not a super confident person. She's not like a real outgoing person. She had to leave her family. She had to leave her kids, her grandkids, and they made their move up there. But she said, you know what? I'm doing stuff that I've never done before. I'm living in this God place that's so exciting. They're seeing people saved. They're making a difference. And she's loving it. And it's just awesome to see that. And that's what God wants for each one of us to be able to get into that that zone that we've not been in before, but with God, we can do something amazing. 
Some of the biggest regrets that I've had in my life are the things that I, the opportunities that I haven't taken. One of them was um, a few years ago now, quite a few, when I did my degree, I did accounting and marketing, and I didn't, I didn't give accounting a very good shot. I, <laughs> I sort of didn't hugely apply for jobs, and I ended up getting this job, and um, it was for a biotech company, and it was in the accounts department, and it was okay, and I did it for a couple of years, but I definitely let that opportunity go. I had an opportunity to really try hard and, and succeed in that area, and I didn't. On the other hand, um, a few years ago, I got asked whether I would be a Pilates instructor for Club Physical. I know you wouldn't think so, but I did. I got asked to be a, a, an instructor, and at the time, I was like, you know, I just thought that, that would be impossible. I couldn't possibly do that. But I thought, okay, I'm going to give this a go, and it was hard. Like, I thought that I'd never be able to get on that stage and speak and do exercise at the same time. But I grew into it, and um, it's something that I really enjoyed, and I really loved, and I was able to share my faith with people, and yeah, God just used that, and I'm so glad that I took that opportunity. I haven't done it for a number of years, um, not since the kids. Probably couldn't do it now if I tried, but I'm so glad that I took that opportunity. And for all of us, you know, some opportunities come and they're not from God. And so it's always important that we get counsel, that we pray about it. But if it is clearly a God opportunity, can I encourage you, go for it. Take that opportunity and put yourself in a position where God can use you. It may not be a massive thing. It may be a small thing, like an opportunity to pray for someone, an opportunity to share Jesus to someone. But whatever it is, don't let a bit of discomfort or fear hold you back. Take it. Just imagine in the Bible of Esther, when Mordecai had come to her and said, hey, you need to approach the king, save your people. Imagine if she'd said, oh, no, you know what? It's, it's, it's uncomfortable enough being in this palace. I couldn't possibly risk my life and go before the king to save my people. What would have happened? Well, God would have raised someone else up to deliver the Jews, but Esther and her family and her father's household would have perished. But instead, because of her faith and courage, she saved herself and her people. What if Daniel had not stayed true to himself and continued praying three times a day in front of that window, even when it was forbidden? He wouldn't have been thrown into the lion's den, but he also wouldn't have been delivered out of the lion's den. And King Darius would have never commanded all the people of the whole world to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. And so, you know, oh, another one. What about Mary? What if she, when the angel Gabriel had approached her, and said she was going to give birth to the Son of God, what if she'd said, no way, you know, I could not do that. I can't put up with the ridicule and the funny looks and the shame, let alone being the mother to the Son of God. But instead, her response in Luke 1 verse 38, she said, let it be to me according to your word. And she became part of the greatest event in the history of the world. You know what? These are ordinary people but they stepped out of their comfort zone into a faith zone and they changed history. Not everyone in the Bible was willing to step out of their comfort zone though. Felix is one who didn't make it over that line. The Apostle Paul preached to the governor Felix about righteousness, self-control and the judgment to come. And Felix was so disturbed by it that he trembled, but he said, go away for a time when there is a more convenient season, I will call for you. But a more convenient season never came for Felix. And another time, Jesus and his disciples came to a little town in Samaria, and the people there cursed them. And in, re in response, 
James and Peter, was it James and John said, Lord, let us cool down fire from heaven and let it consume these people. And Jesus said, no, 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 boys, settle down. But, you know, as far as we know, he never came back to that town. So we need to make a decision now that when the opportunity comes our way, that our answer is yes, and nothing's going to stop us from going ahead and doing what God's calling us to do. Number two, number three. Get around, pe- get, get around other people that will give you a gentle push. <laughs> we all need people in our lives that, uh, no, we all need help in life. And there are people in our lives that God has placed there, whether we like them or not, but God knows what we need to get to where he's wanting to take us. And the challenge is to respond right. For me, as I've already shared, you know, Sam, he hugely pushes me and challenges me and questions me at times. And, you know, but it helps me to get out of my comfort zone. And then there's my dad. He's pushing me. He's challenging me. Um, You know, every time I I get up on stage, if he's there, he'll give me a little pep talk and tell me, come on, you know, get up there and have some fire and bring a word of God. And I'm sort of like, I'm trying, dad, you know, but he's pushing me. And then there's my kids and they push me they push me into insanity sometimes <laughs> but they push me into places that I would never think I would go and I'm so grateful for those people in my life and others as well you know because if I didn't have them I'm the kind of person that would just stay at home clean my house go for my walk and probably that's about all you know I would probably do not a lot without pushing. And so I'm so grateful for them. But we all do need to make sure that we have people that are speaking into us and challenging us and encouraging us to step out, step up, and live in that faith zone that God wants us all to get to. Stepping out of our comfort zone does equal risk. You know, it, it does feel a bit risky and a bit uncomfortable. And I look at some of the things that I know are way beyond my comfort zone, and I, I think, man, how am I ever going to get there? But I know that if I can get across that line, there are some awesome benefits that come with stepping out. And I want to give you a couple. Number one is that it will help you let perfection go. Nobody is perfect. And if we don't expect it of ourselves or of others, suddenly there's a huge weight that is lifted off our shoulders. And it's easier to learn to take risks where before we might have run from them. And with risk does come the chance of failure, but also comes the chance of success in achieving. Number two, you'll inspire others. What we do is noticed by others. You know, there are people around that watch us and learn from us and take note. And we can be a role model even if we don't know that we're one. And, and this applies at work, at church, and in our family life as well. And I'm sure you can all think of someone in your life, maybe a teacher or a parent or a friend, that has inspired you to do more than you thought you could do just by who they were. And so if we can step out and believe in ourselves, then we're going to be that person for others as well. Number three, you'll have less regrets at the end. None of us want to get to the end of life and stand before God and say, oh, I just wish I'd spent more time with you, Lord. I wish that I had run a bit harder. I wish I'd shared my faith more. But if we do our best to step out of our comfort zone and go all out for God, we're not going to have those regrets at the end. Number four, you'll define yourself authentically. Comfort is often defined by doing what everyone else does. 
conforming to the norms and the pressure around us. And I think that's so, com- um, so true. You know, it's comfortable to do what everyone else is doing, to not step out, to not stand out. But by pushing into new areas or doing new things, we have a chance to authentically define who we are, to break free of limitations that other people might put on us, and we can live out what God's called us to do. And, you know, when I was going through this message, I, I felt this point really strongly for Church Unlimited Whangarei because it's a season where you are changing, where you are stepping out, you are pushing the boundaries a little bit. But if, if we can all get on board with that change, if we can be part of that change, get involved, do what you've been asked to do or what God's calling you to do, then not only do you have a chance to define this church authentically, which is very much a Church Unlimited thing. We always try and be led by the Spirit and, and not do just what every other church might be doing or what, what people say we should be doing. We try and very much do what we feel God's leading us to do. And if you get on board with that, you can be a part in defining this church authentically, but also in your own lives, define your own lives authentically. And when we know who we are, when we know what we believe in, we know what we're called to do, you know, that's a great platform to do life off. And God can really use you in a powerful way because you're strong in what you believe, you're strong in your faith, and you're not doubting things. So I encourage you, whatever it might be for you, Get on board with that and be a part of defining this church and yourself authentically. And finally, number five, your life experience will be fuller and you can fulfill the destiny that God has for you. Those of us that have been forced to change understand that what is comfortable is not always what's best for us. When we get uncomfortable in life, Um, By stepping out of that comfort zone, we can start to learn what we're truly capable of doing because every single one of us is capable of doing so much more than we think we can, but we've got to push out a little bit. And, you know, with God on our side, as we push past those limits, life experience will be richer and will fulfill the destiny that God has for each of us. God wants us to get uncomfortable with where we're at right now. Why? Because he wants the best for us. As long as we think that we're good enough, we're not going to strive to be even better. As long as we think we're wise enough, we're not going to get any wiser. As long as we think we've climbed high enough, we're not going to try and climb any further. But God does have so much more for each of us. Sometimes we can get stuck in a place that was meant for temporary relief and make it our place of permanent comfort. And Jonah does this in Jonah chapter 4. After Jonah obeys God and he finally gets to Nineveh and he preaches the word he was supposed to preach, he said to them, you know, God is going to overthrow Nineveh in 40 days. Then he finds a place to sit down and watch what happens. And it's hot. But God provides a vine for Jonah. And Jonah's so happy about this vine. He sits under it. He feels its shade. And it is good. And then God sends a worm to eat up the vine. And Jonah's mad. He's angry. And God said, it's not right that you're angry about this vine. You know, we get stuck in a rut sometimes. We get stuck in places that are not meant to be a place that we stay. And ultimately in life, this life is not our permanent comfort. This life is, yes, it has temporary relief, and yes, it can have some great moments, but our destiny is eternity, and that's where our permanent comfort comes from. And so we need to not let ourselves get too comfortable in this life and on this earth. We need to align our concerns with God's concerns, be concerned about the things that really matter, to be moved enough by the things that God says we're the answer to, to be bothered enough to get out from under our vine 
and get involved in our church, in our community, or whatever it might be that God is calling you to do, we can all take another step and increase in faith and give God that gap that he needs to work with in our lives. If I could just have the band come, that would be really great. So I just want to challenge all of us to be stirred to push past our comfort zone, to increase in faith, to make that decision now that your answer is yes, when whatever the opportunity presents itself as for you, you've already decided that your answer will be yes. Because I believe that um, as we increase in our faith with God, faith, and a bit of courage, then I think, watch out, Whangarei. Just watch what we're going to do because God can make us, he can use us, ordinary people, to do extraordinary things. And who knows, we might even change history.